Hello, 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 everyone. So my name is Layla, and I'm actually your host. Um, I am the founder of Lanier Hair Boutique, where we are ministering through the healing of hair therapy. You're listening to Unplugged Pampering, and I have a wonderful guest today. His name is Tommy Breedlove. And so Tommy is a writer, influencer, speaker, and coach, empowering individuals and ambitious leaders to achieve meaning in life, rediscover brilliance, obtain true balance and freedom, build a legacy while obtaining protecting financial success. Tommy is also the founder of, excuse me, of Choose, Gen Choose Goodness, a movement which encourages individuals and organizations to search for unmet human needs that create transformational impact on themselves, their businesses, and societies at large. He and Choose Goodness provide both the rational and emotional perspectives to the, the strategic and financial decision-making process. Since his beginning at Deloitte, the world's largest financial consulting firm, Tommy has spent his professional career serving companies as a strategic, managerial, and financial consultant in sectors including service, manufacturing, distribution, and nonprofit. Hello, Tommy. How are you? Hey, Layla. Thank you again for having me. This is awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here too, sir. What an impressive resume. <laughs> you know, you and I were laughing offline. It's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's so weird to hear someone talk about you, you know, and it sounds so professional. And at the end of the day, we're just all humans doing the best we can. But uh, thank you for the kind words. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited. I am too. So let's just get right into this. So <clears throat> tell me, how did this all begin for you? Where did you get started? And how? Absolutely. So I feel like I'm in evolution three of my life and I'll take you through um, the two of them very quickly to kind of get to where I'm at now as, as a business and life coach and a public speaker and writer. Um, it all began for me in the south side of Atlanta. I grew up in good blue collar, hardworking part of the city. Um, most folks where I'm from uh, went to trade school or went to military and, and some of us chose poorly and actually chose, we went to jail. <laughs> and so I grew up around some violence. I grew up um, with bullying and the, the worst thing that happens to someone who's bullied is he becomes the bully. And at 18 years old, unfortunately, I committed a violent crime and was looking at uh, two felonies and seven years of prison right at, at 18 years old. That's not a great place to be. Yes. Um, fortunately by, um, some luck, some divine grace, those were dropped to misdemeanors, but I was sentenced to a year and ended up spending a year incarcerated in my 19th birthday, uh, locked up. But it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because two mentors appeared in my life, two male mentors appeared in my life at that time. Um, one was a sheriff's deputy and the other one was an African American gentleman. And, and I don't know if you know anything about you know, incarceration or jails or prisons, it's very racially, uh, it, it, the races don't mix well together. It's just okay. kind of sad. Okay. So for this man to take me under his wing and really mentor me, they, those two men really helped me to, to A, not go back what they call the revolving door and B, to believe in myself a little bit. So right when I got out, I went to work for a nuclear waste container factory, if you can believe that, and went to community okay. college at night just because okay. of the influence of these two men. 
Okay. Eventually, I ended up at the University of Georgia, worked really hard, and uh, got into the public accounting and financial consulting career. So I went from jail to the largest financial consulting firm in the world, which is called Deloitte, in a matter of three years. And a lot of it had to do with the influence of those two men while I was incarcerated. Fast forward, though, another 15 years. Now I'm 36 years old. I'm a mm-hmm. principal in a large firm in the Southeast. Mm-hmm. I'm looking out of this giant office. I've got all the shiny things. I've got the cars, the cufflinks, the watches. I'm making great money. I've got the prestigious title. But I can't figure out why I'm so unhappy and unfulfilled in life and why I'm so scared and why do I feel insecure and unworthy and why do I feel alone? And what I realized is I was never able to just be me, just be Tommy. I was wearing all these masks as a man. I was the tough guy, the cool guy, the important guy, the can't ask for help guy, the funny guy. And I wore all these masks at both home and at work just to fit in, to feel like I was worthy and and could do it. But inside, I felt like, you know, I was scared. I didn't, you know, I I was just very unhappy and unfulfilled and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because I never dealt with the story or the stuff from my past. Mm -hmm. And I was always scared to just truly me. And that ended up cultivating. What's crazy about that is also in that time in my life, my relationship with my wife was in, in, was just in a, it's just in a terrible situation where our, our relationship and marriage was crumbling. My friends were running out of my life. And if there's a checklist of 100 things not to do, I had checked off 90 of them. I was literally living the Wolf of Wall Street slash Mad Men lifestyle just trying to fit in. And it almost cost me my life at 36 years old. And so I said, enough is enough. I'm going to double down. I'm going to make Tommy his emotional, mental, physical well-being a full-time job and really discover who I am, why I'm about, why I act the way I do, and find self-love, self-belief, and just get out of this funk. And so I made me my full-time job, and the coolest thing happened to me over the next three years because I was living from my truth. I was living from a place of love and courage and self-belief. I went from principal to senior partner to international practice leader to elected to the board of directors of this large firm at 39 years old just because I was a being a good human. But the crazy thing is, is Layla, as soon as I made the board of directors, within five minutes of the first board meeting, I was like, this is not my truth. This is not my purpose. This is not why I was put on this earth. I've got to quit. And here I am at the mountaintop, right? And I've made it. This is, this is the, (laughs) here we are. Sky's the limit now. But I knew it wasn't my truth and where I needed to be and who I needed to serve. And so that's when I created the Choose Goodness movement, which has ultimately led to me being a a business and life coach for ambitious people who really want to find meaning and significance in life without compromising their values or financial success. So that's what I do. I write on it. I speak on it. I I run masterminds related to it, but it's been a major shift and a major journey with three evolutions to get me to where I am today. So really thankful to be here and really thankful to, to be around inspiring folks like you, Layla. You know what? That is an awesome, awesome story. And it's amazing how, we have these things in life where we're successful, we have the cars, the money, everything that society says is how we should look um, with all the power and the prestige and yet we're not happy because it's not what resonates with our soul. And I think that I can understand that from um, a standpoint myself. I know that I have been in the corporate world as well. 
and I spent like almost 16 years working for the government. And I was one of those people where I was in managerial position, you know, making good money, you know, you're living where you want, doing what you want. You know, everything was pretty much at my fingertips, but yet and still, I was not happy because I knew that there had to be something more. And I couldn't quite figure out what it was, but I was brave enough to take the stand and say that whatever it is, I'm looking for it. I need to find it. So I started searching for it. We have to be, I think, in a position where whatever it is that we're doing, first of all, you have to love it. And second of all, I think that we have to be in a position where we can be true to who we really are. I completely agree. I completely agree. And it's, and by the way, it's all a choice. Now it takes a lot of courage, but you, I mean, we all have, especially in this country, we all can choose to really rediscover who we are and why we're put here and choose to take the courageous action to go chase those dreams but you need a great community and it is a choice. And so the power is in the actual choice, which takes a lot of courage. Change, take, change is tough. It's easy to be status quo. It's easy to put stock in what other people think. Mm -hmm. It's easy to watch that ninth hour of Netflix or have that mm -hmm. sixth beer or whatever your thing is. Those are the easy things. Mm -hmm. The hard thing is choose to change, to choose to be happy, to choose to live from your purpose, but also choose to take action to start bettering yourself. That's the tough choices in life. And we only got, we've got, very limited time on this earth. So why would we not choose to live in happiness, live with courage and to go out there and chase our dreams and to live a purposeful life that serves others. And so I believe that's what we were all meant to be here to do. I think we're all put on this earth to be useful to both the planet and to the people of this planet. And let's choose to do that and take the courage and courageous action to do that. But it, it's not easy. I mean, to say that to make these kind of leaps that you made or to make the leaps that I've made, yes. it's not easy. It takes, a, it takes a village. It takes a community. It takes self-love. It takes self-belief. And all of that stuff is just like going to the gym. It has to be cultivated and it has to constantly be worked on. And so I'm in complete agreement with you. I absolutely agree with that too. You know, change is difficult and it is a scary thing because you're leaving what you're familiar with and you're, you're putting yourself in a position where you are chasing the unknown because you don't know how it is going to turn out. You know, and I had a lot of ups and downs and I had quite a few failures, you know, but I think that when it's something that you absolutely know that you should be doing, the failures, they become minimum they become minute because your focus is on whatever your goal is and therefore you're able to brush yourself off get back up try it again maybe not the same way that i did it before but try it again absolutely so, i absolutely. totally agree with that i totally agree with that so i have a question for you so how do you manage stress you have so much going on yeah how do you manage your stress so this is, I have this philosophy in life and I'm curious to hear what you think. So here's how I manage stress. <laughs> I'm, I make me, um, my well-being, my, and this is emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being, well-being. I make it my priority and I'll tell you how I manage stress. And what I mean by I make it my priority, it's not out of selfishness. I know in my heart, and I believe this for all human beings, that if we don't invest in ourselves and love ourselves first, we can't serve our families, our businesses, our communities, or this planet. Mm -hmm. 
And so I know for me to keep this train on the tracks from balance to stress and and stress is going to come. Life is going to come. Life is difficult. I have all these tools in my toolbox, but every morning of every day of every week, mostly about six times a week, I spend an somewhere between an hour to two hours on these different tools. So I do, I have readings that I read, I meditate, I pray, Mm -hmm. I write in a gratitude journal every morning. I also do gratitude at night Mm -hmm. and I get myself, so I do mental work, I do emotional work and I also do physical work where either I go for a walk or I exercise that day, but I'm, I'm constantly investing in myself first because it's the, it's the biggest investment you can make. And it's usually the thing we put on the, the back burner. And so as life happens or, you know, I sit on a bunch of business boards or with a client or something tough happens during that day, because I've done that work and invested in myself and I'm constantly reading inspiring books, I'm constantly going to conferences. I, I'm a true craftsman at the self-development game. I love it. I live it. I actually also have, this is truth, not only am I a coach, but I have a coach. Not only do I run a men's mastermind, I'm in a men's mastermind. Mm -hmm. And so I've built this community around me that holds me accountable, that Mm -hmm. also loves me when I fall and fall on my face, and trust me, I still do, that I get back up, dust myself off, they're right there walking right next to me, and we just begin again. And so the answer to that is, is there's a lot of tools in my toolbox that I a teach that a I have, but I, I make me my full-time job in the morning so that then as life comes, as business comes, as things come, you've got to take time for yourself and you've got to invest in yourself. And I'm, I'm talking about all levels because we're mm-hmm. one stew. Yes. We think that business is one part of our life and family is one part of our life. And yes. as men and women, sometimes we do or can't show emotions. And what if, I, what if I'm scared? Well, guess what? Everybody's scared. Everybody's afraid. And we've all, I don't care if you're like Tony Robbins or Beyonce. On some level, they have fears and they also wonder, I I know because I've been in the biggest rooms uh, that people are like, well, what if they, what if they figure out that I don't know what I'm doing? (laughs) We've all got that, right? We've all, we've all got it on some level. Now, Tony and Beyonce probably don't have that much anymore, but on some level at some point in their life, they're like, what if they figure out I don't know what I'm doing? Well, we all have that and we're all scared and we're all insecure and you know, we, there's all this noise around us. Our media is out there to divide us. Our social media makes us compare with everybody else and and put stock in what everybody else thinks. And when you invest in yourself and get comfortable with yourself and your truth and live in your purpose, all that noise of people trying to divide us or people trying to show off or what other people think kind of goes away. And so that's how I manage stress. I mean, it's a, it's a combination of gratitude practice, forgiveness practice, a meditation practice, um, self-belief practices that I have, um, exercise, as well as establishing a community around me who loves and supports me and always is leveling up because it is absolute fact that you are the five people that you hang out with the most. And I am dogmatic about hanging out with abundant, loving, supportive people, period. Absolutely. I totally agree with everything that you just said. Um, I think that it's very important to have um, a community that can support you they can love you, they can push you, all of those things. I think that is absolutely true. Um, Meditation, um, I believe in meditation as well. I believe in praying, 
you know, um, I think that that's very important. You have to have those things in your life because it does become overwhelming at some time or another, or it will become um, where you just don't know. You know, you have so much going on. You pull here, you pull there, you know, so you have to have these things in place. Reading, I'm a big, big fan of reading. Um, but just not just anything, though. I need to read something that's going to be positive, that's going to be motivating, um, inspiring, all of those different things. I'm very careful about what I read, what I hear. I stopped watching the news years ago because it was just so much going on that was negative. And people don't realize that when you watch certain things, it has an effect on you. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it does. And I realized that it take you from you, you'll start out looking at something and you're like, all oh, happy and joyful. And then you'll hear something sad and your whole mood changes. It's crazy. I'm just like you. And some people get mad at me about this. And Tim Ferriss, who's a, a writer that I really like, I learned this from him. He said, if it's important enough into the world, everybody's going to be talking about it. So you're going to get your news anyway from them. But for the most part, news, and this is true fear, um, people's mistakes and shame. It's all of that. It's meant to scare us. It's meant to divide us. It's meant to make you dislike someone else. It, it's all there or, or mock someone for a, a big mistake they've made. And all of us have made big mistakes in our life. But the news that sells and it's in it. And the more we get angry or the more we get scared or the more we judge other people, when you watch that, you become that it's kind of crazy and you go out and you get in your car and all of a sudden you don't understand why you're so pissed off. You yes. know, and why am, why am I so upset? Or why do I think North Korea is going to bomb us today? Yes. You know, I mean, it's just crazy when we could be, you know, and it, and, and social media doesn't help as well. I mean, because think about how often when we look at an Instagram or a Facebook account that we're comparing ourselves to other people, well, they're only putting the best of the best out there. Yes. They're not putting that, you know, their mom is sick, you know, they might be putting that, but they're, they're not telling you their struggles and their insecurities and how tough life can be sometimes. And so the thing about this whole journey of life is to know that we're not alone. When we, when we start taking off these BS masks and start really being who we are, and just being okay with ourselves from a place of self-love, things start happening for you instead of in spite of you. So it's, it's really interesting when you shift that mindset to abundance, to love, to courage, to service to others, to service to yourselves. If you stay in that, the people that come around you in your life, it's just remarkable. And, and happiness is a result and a choice of the actions that we take to, to minimize that noise, that criticism, that judgment you know, the envy and all that other stuff. So yeah, it's, it, it's a journey, but it's a, it's, I'd rather be doing this journey than the one I did for 36 years. If that makes sense, Layla. <laughs> no, it does. It absolutely does. You know, um, I would feel the same way. You know, I'd rather be where I am right now in a position of self-love, um, serving others because serving is very important. Um, we have to be there for one another. I believe that we're all put here for a purpose and part of that purpose is that we must serve. Oh, completely. Um, you know, that's like um, a Bible um, verse that says, to whom much is given, much is required. I believe that. Oh, yeah. And we have Ancient to figure wisdom. out a way. Yes. And we have to figure out a way to do just that in order to be um, successful in life and or living your life to the fullest, you know, in that joyful moment. 
what I'm learning is how to live in the moment. I think that was a big thing for me mm. um, a long time ago. I'm getting more and more to that because you have to be present so in huge. order to have these experiences. And if you're not present, then it makes it very difficult and or you miss, you miss a lot when you're not present. It's crazy. It's I love crazy. that though. I do. I but, love that. Being present is the, I think it's one of our biggest challenges as human beings is living in this moment right now, whoever you're talking to or whatever you're doing is living it, seeing it, feeling it, smelling it, enjoying it. And you and I, Layla, just sitting here talking and we're totally present. I'm not thinking about the next eight meetings I've got or the fact that the Falcons are playing tonight or the fact that my wife might be mad at me or the kids are doing this or I've got all these responsibilities. And by the way, I don't feel good today. I'm not thinking about that's all that's not that's not true. I'm not all of that. I made all that up. But what I what I'm saying is, is we're constantly planning our planning, 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 or the next thing or the next thing or regretting or thinking about the past. And we're never right here right now. It's kind of crazy. And being present is a practice. And it, it is, it is just like going to the gym. It is and meditation helps this. It helps build that mind muscle um, yes. so that you can become proactive and not reactive. Yes. Now, yes. when someone cuts me off and I'm, I'm in a present moment and I'm in a place of, you know, what I call Zen or balance or I'm in the flow because I'm present. It doesn't bother me that this person's cut off, cut me off. I just, I won't react to it. I'm just going to stay in my, my, my lane right here and be present in this moment and choose to see the good in the world instead of the bad. But presence, you, you've said it, it and it's a, it's a hard thing to be. And it takes a lot of practice and a lot of work to get present in this moment right now. Cause it's truly the only moment we really have. Absolutely. That's it. And once this is gone, it's gone. You can't get it's it back. Gone. That's right. That's yeah, right. I, I, I totally agree with that, you know, and it took me a while to actually learn how to master that. Um, like you were saying, meditation play a big part in that because when meditation, you learn to be, um, or you learn to live um, mindfully. Um, and I think that's very important. But I also had someone in my life that taught me that too, mm. um, about just being in the present moment. Don't worry about how it's going to turn out or don't worry about what else is going on. You know, in order to live a full life, you need to be able to live in that present moment because we're not promised the next moment. Indeed. Totally. And we don't know how many spins we get around this sun. We really don't know that. And, and so why do not we live right here, right now? And again, I know I keep, I sound like a broke record, but I mean, in a place of, you know, love and compassion and empathy and, you know, it's, it's not always easy because we're going to get angry. We're going to get upset. We're human. We got to forgive ourselves and lighten up. I actually have a sign on my door that says lighten up and don't be an a-hole. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking to? I'm talking to myself. Yes, I'm talking to myself. Like the worst critic I have is me, you know, like I, you know, I had this mentor of mine, Carrie Gayho, who said, don't make fun of me. That's my job. <laughs> Yes, but I love that. That is so true, yeah. though. It's a reminder to not get upset, you know? <laughs> Don't not worry. Not be so hard on ourselves either, too, right? You know, yeah. and just lighten up, live in the present moment. And, and this, you know, and there's another, there's, you know, there's great wisdom in all these sayings, you know, this too shall pass, whatever you're going through. And so it's all in how you choose to see it. It's all how you choose to, to show up for yourself and others every single day. But it's not easy. I mean, it, you know, there's a reason 
that, you know, 10% of the happy are, are of the world is happy and fulfilled and, and living from a place of balance and love. It's because it takes a lot of courage and it's a tough choice and it's a, it's a job. Uh, you know, happiness is a journey yeah. and a job. It and is. so you have to choose it and you have to take action. And that's what we, mo- you know, it's so interesting. Um, if you and I were in a room of a thousand people and we asked them, who wants, to, who wants the world to change? I bet all thousand hands would go up. Yes. And then if we asked them who's willing to change themselves, like maybe 10 would go yes. up. You see, yes. you see the difference there and yes. how can the world change if we don't change? Right. Yes. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's not easy. So I'll, I'll get off my soapbox now. Sorry, Lila. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation. So much. Really, um, it's a great conversation. I think that it needs to be um, talked about and discussed, you know, um, the part about forgiving ourselves. I think that, that mm. is um, something that's very difficult for a lot of people, um, I think that we need to figure out ways that we can do that. So can you like give me some tips on how to forgive myself? Yeah. And so forgiveness, it's so interesting. It looks like I'm going to put this out into the universe. It looks like I might be doing a Ted talk on forgiveness, like a 10 minute forgiveness Ted talk. So I'm really, I'm really studying this more for myself. My biggest challenge. And I, 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 the more I talk to and the more I coach, especially on the business and life side, the more people I hear is, mm-hmm. you know, we've all got stories of things that we've done that we really regret, that we feel guilty for, that we feel ashamed of. I mean, all of us. I don't, there's not one human being on earth that doesn't have skeletons in their closet. Mm-hmm. There's also not one human on earth that hasn't had some bad things happen to them. Mm-hmm. And so when you, if you, if you can't forgive yourself, you can't forgive others Mm -hmm. and know that whatever you did and whatever choice you make, that was where you were at that time in your life. Um, And nothing happens by accident. In my opinion, this is not just some chaotic mess here. There's a reason that you needed to learn that lesson, whether you've hurt someone else or you've hurt yourself in some way, we've all done it. We've all done something that we regret, but know that that lesson, and if you're willing to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why, and the why is huge. And usually when we're mean to someone or we judge them or we criticize them or we condemn them, it's usually because that's been done to us. And usually it's because we also are living out. It's like a chain of, what I call a stew of not goodness. And so to forgive yourself, you've got to look in the mirror and know that was just at that point in time, that's what I knew how to do. And in some level you were probably trying to protect yourself when you hurt someone else. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's a million different examples and we don't, we don't have to go into that there, but know that in order for you to heal, when you're not forgiving yourself, you're drinking your own poison. Okay. And so it really is the worst thing that you can do is it it doesn't even matter. Um, you know, some great, if you look at most of the great spiritual teachers or leaders, you know, people that for centuries and centuries, even modern times, they weren't perfect. They made a lot of mistakes. They had their own demons. They had their struggles. It's because we're human, Mm -hmm. but we're all built from a place of we can do better. We can choose to do better. And so once you get in a situation, you're talking about someone who committed a violent crime as a young man. And I hurt somebody that I really cared about. And I was so, I was so embarrassed by it. I was so ashamed by it. Violence is not something I wanted to be a part of. It just was something that was around me. So when you're around violence, you become violence. Yes. And so 
it's one of those things that that's where I was. It taught me a lot of lessons. It taught me that I didn't want to do that again. I've chosen not to do that again. It moved me forward. But, but even these mistakes we make are lessons in life to help move us forward or we can hate ourselves and then move backwards. So you've got to just a know that you're probably reacting because of you're probably choosing to act that way because of your surroundings and things that were done to you. That doesn't make you unaccountable to your actions. I think one of the things we're missing in this world is accountability. Absolutely. And when we screw up, it's on us. Now it's also on us to eventually forgive ourselves to begin, eventually make amends with that person. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I hurt you. I'm going to choose not to do that again. And then you move forward and your actions will show that you're not going to do that again, not your words. And so you have to take action and choose to better yourself so that you don't make those mistakes going forward. But forgiveness comes with a choice. It comes with a belief in yourself. So it's, it's one thing you, you not only have to choose to forgive yourself, you also have to work on your emotional and mental states with coaches, with psychologists, with meditation, with inspiring books, with hanging out people who believe in you. And you got to just own your story. Own it. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I'm ashamed of it. Yeah, I regret it. But I'm not going to let that anchor me for the rest of my life. And I'm doing everything in my damn power to move forward today. And that's what life's all about. And so that's how if, I hope I answered the question on how to forgive yourself. But it, it starts with a choice and an action to change that behavior. No, you did, you know, and you, you dropped some great points there and stuff. You know, I think that a lot of times, you know, um, the accountability, <laughs> I think that is a big struggle for a lot of people. You know, they, they do things and they don't want to own up to it. You know, they want to push it off on someone else or they want to push it off on a reason why or how it led them to do whatever it was that they did. And so part of this, as you said, I think that a very important part of this is that you have to own it. Whatever it was you did, you need to own it. And then you need to move forward and apologize to the person that you hurt. Always. Always. It's the, it's the path to healing. They don't have to forgive you. You just have to forgive you. Like they might choose not to forgive you. That's on them. We can't control what other people think and do. That's out of our control. I know we think we can, but we can't. You have to own it. You have to apologize for it. And then you have to take action and move on. You have to take action so that you won't make that poor choice again. And yes, ultimately you're accountable to your choices. Now I do believe that, you know, there are places that, you know, if you grew up in violence and around certain behaviors and around, you know, in extreme poverty or violence, chances are that you're going to choose some of those things because that's what you see that's what you know and that's what you have to do to survive but that doesn't when you make a poor choice because of that that doesn't hold you unaccountable to it you just have to see that maybe my environment helped to promote that but ultimately I made the choice to make that 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 decision and now I had now I have to be accountable for that choice and do everything in my power to move forward as a human a productive useful human on this earth and it really to me it comes down to I think a lot of us don't love ourselves. I think on some level we feel that we're not lovable um, and that we're not worthy and we're not supposed to be here. And that is the biggest lie that we tell ourselves because we are lovable. We are worthy. And 
self-belief, self-love has to be cultivated over time. And the reason that we don't believe that is because certain people in our environments have led us to believe that and it's completely untrue. And the only reason they led us to believe that we're not worthy is because they didn't believe they were not worthy. And so it's just this cycle that we need to break and it takes a lot of courage and a lot of choices and a lot of work to do that. But I believe ultimately it's all about self-love. And it's interesting that you say that because um, I was having a conversation um, with my daughter with regards to that. And I was telling her that one of the things that I do um, is that I go through my phone and I get rid of people um, that I feel like have not um, served whatever purpose it was that um, I needed. Um, if you don't call me for a specific amount of time and I have to call you all the time, I get rid of you because that tells me that you don't care enough about me to pick up a phone and say, Hey, how you doing? Or, um, if I'm in a position where I'm around people and I don't know if you, well, I'm sure you have, but you have some people in your life where every time you talk to them, they're never having a good day. Energy vampires. Yeah, they just suck the life out of you. Energy vampires. <laughs> and we and and yeah, totally. <laughs> you ever had that grandmother or grandfather that walked in the room, the whole room lifted up with positive, like this person just or or an aunt or uncle or a friend that yes. walked in and you just feel good? Yes. The the people you're talking about are the exact opposite of that. They're they're energy vampires. They just suck the life right out of you, man. They do. And so I had to get rid of those people as well. I'm like, you never have a good day. <laughs> you're right. Never. <laughs> I mean, really, you're alive. That should be the start of it. Amen to that. So, and you know, what's interesting, Layla, is here's the <laughs> truth. That doesn't mean we're not. I am ridiculously dogmatic about who I spend time with. Yes. I spend time with positive, loving, abundant people, period. Yes. And if yes. you're not in that space, that doesn't mean I don't have compassion for you. That doesn't mean I don't love you. And it doesn't mean I don't have empathy for you. However, until you, Mr. Mr. Energy Vampire, who's always negative and the world is yes. against you and you're angry and criticizing all the time, until yes. you choose to invest in yourself and do the hard work to really love yourself or ask me how to help you with that, yes. I'll be there when you ask for my help. However, I'm not going to sit there and watch you wallow because what will happen is, is those people anchor us down. Yes. They want hurt people want to hurt people and they want us to bring down to their level. I've got family members right now and I, that doesn't mean I don't love them, but they hate, hate that I'm successful in life and it just pisses them off. And I can't figure out what, what why, <laughs> you know, why? I mean, I don't know. And you know, and like, you're a fake, you're a fraud, your marriage is a scam. I'm like, well, those are all wonderful things to say about your family member. Thank you. That really makes me feel good. But what I have chosen to do is say, I love you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play this game with you. I'll be here for you when you need me, but I'm not going to allow you to anchor me. And I move on. I'm like, I love to delete your phone. I need to maybe do that too. <laughs> Cause I got some family members that text me and I'm like, don't you see that at least I'm, I'm, I'm taking action here and trying. Yeah. What are you doing? You're just shooting yeah. at me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love the advice though. I love the advice. They it's do. hard. Your family's hard though. The family's the hard one. They, they really are. You know, um, but I'm the same way with my family as well. You know, I love them and things like that. But if I feel like, you know, you're not trying to do anything productive or every time that, you know, we're around one another, we're having these conversations that are meaningless, you know, I learn to just say, hey, how you doing at a family gathering? 
But outside of that, I can't do you. I can't because it is a choice. You know, all of these things that we're discussing right now are choices that we each get to choose. Completely. So I totally agree with that. Oh my God, you're, you're so, awesome. You are so awesome. Layla, you did say one thing though. One thing I want to remind you that you've said this to me um, multiple times today. It's about conscious choices though. Yes. And we have to get in the present moment and we have to do the work because you have to be conscious of the, every little choice that you make has big impacts. Your thoughts have energy, your choices have energy, your beliefs have energy and you've got to get conscious, which means you are self-aware, which is really hard to do. And when you get self-aware, all of a sudden your consciousness start, your conscious choices start getting more in your value systems and not out of fear and the, the, the thoughts of what other people think. So it's got to be conscious as well. So I, I wanted to remind you, you've, you've said that to me multiple times today and you're spot on Layla. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That's just how I choose to live my life. And I choose to believe, you know, you have to be there in the present moment. If not, you miss you know, you miss opportunities and some opportunities you don't get again. Amen to that. Amen to that. come through one time. So we have to, you know, be mindful of that. So what I need for you to do now is that I need for you to tell me, um, what advice do you have for someone wanting to get started in whatever, building a business, composer, whatever it is, how do, how do they get started when they have this fear um, what steps do you think that would be beneficial for them to take to become this great person that they seek to become? Step one is they have to know um, the reason they're not chasing the stream is complete fear. Um, and most of the things that we worry and fear about are unreal. They feel real, but they're not real. Um, you know, you could be a lawyer wanting to go be a composer or you could be, you know, a bridge builder who wants to be a pastor, whatever it is. <clears throat> There's a reason you feel that way and trust your gut. Your gut is pulling from, you can call it Holy Spirit. You can call it universal intelligence. You can call it energy. You can call it God. I don't care what word you use, but your gut is pulling from another level of evolution. It's an instinct that you have. And so when your gut tells you that I'm not happy in the job or I'm unfulfilled or I meant to do something else. You have to trust that. The second thing I would say is no, you're not alone. And I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to give you one tangible step you can take here in a second. Um, but the, the second thing is to know you're not alone. Okay. And I think some of us like to pretend that we're not afraid. We're not scared. We're not insecure. Let me let, newsflash. We all are. We all are. We wouldn't, we wouldn't act like ridiculous human beings sometimes if we're not coming from a place of fear and insecurity and worthiness. So no, we all have that. You're not alone. And now you have to make the courageous choice to take some sort of action. And here's some simple actions you can take. You can read an inspiring book. And the inspiring book can come in the form of someone that you really look up to, a leader in life. You know, say you're like Gandhi or JFK or MLK, read their bi biography. Look at how much they had to struggle in life and how much courage and choices they had to take. And it wasn't always easy to them. They just decided to show up. So an easy step is to start reading some, a book of someone that inspires you. Or there's so much great material out there in the motivation, inspiration, and self-development state. Invest in yourself. And here's the truth. 
you have to choose to participate in your own rescue. There is no magic pill and no one coming to save you. You have all the energy to go out there. So you've got to take action. Uh, A big step would be hire a business or life coach, get involved into a men's or women's group that you really want. I mean, but you have to make the choice to take small actions. And eventually I would recommend getting into meditation and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, coming from a place of service, but to start with serving others is always critical. it's, it's what we were put on this earth for, but you got to start with serving yourself because you can't believe in love and serve others until you truly believe in love yourself. Absolutely. And so whether it's read or hire a coach, get involved with a mastermind group, show up to an event that's all about self-betterment, join a group, but really what you're doing there is building a network and community, but also tools, these books and these people and these humans and these coaches have tools in their toolbox that they can give you on a daily basis to help you be the person that you were meant to be on this earth. My final thing is one of the things that's been most powerful to me is when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is think about five things that I'm grateful for. And when I go to bed at night, I think about five things that I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. because it puts you in the present moment. It doesn't worry about what you don't have. It puts you in a place of what you do have. And Mm -hmm. so it's, um, gratitude is also, I I just threw out like 25 things there, but choose any of those, but just take action. Take action. I like that. I do. I think the gratitude is a big part of, um, or it should be a big part of everyone's life every day because there is so many things that we can be grateful for. Like I said, just waking up in the morning, that's the first step. Because if you if your eyes don't wake, it's a wrap. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it's it. It's a wrap. You know, and like and <laughs> drop the mic. That's it. We we don't get to we don't get you know, we don't get to do this for one time and even if we get to do it again, guess what? We won't remember this time. That's right, that's right. So that's the way that I try to live my life. You know, um, gratitude journals are great. You know, um, I do try to think of things that I'm grateful for at night as well, because I reflect on the day totally. that I had. And then when I'm reflecting on the day that I had, then I can think about the things that I'm grateful for that happened throughout the day. Um, I also try to live my life every day better than I was the day before. Indeed. You know, I think that's a big part of it also. So this and you got to show a- up for yourself. You got to yeah. show up. And something, Layla, that if, if your audience wants to email me and, and I'll, I'll be pr- happy to provide this. I have over the last eight years de- developed what I call my life a significance plan. And it's literally how I live my life. And we've talked about a lot of it today. And it's a simple one page document. And it's based in the power and the karma and the self-development. It's about business. I mean, it's got it all there. And if I simply follow this one page document, I'm winning. I'm winning at life and I will be more than happy. It's something I give away at my public speaking events for free to the audience and people just love it and they go home and they build their own. So I'll be more than happy to provide my one page Tommy's life is significance plan to your audience. All you got to do is email me at Tommy at Tommy and I'll be more than happy to provide that. You can't see me, but I got my hand raised. I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm first. I got my hand raised. Um, <laughs> that is absolutely wonderful. You know, your energy is just so amazing. You know, I have enjoyed our conversation so much. When I told you, I just love your energy. You know, 
the way that you have taken yourself from where you were to where you are today and how you're reaching out and you're touching all of these millions of millions and I'm putting it out there, millions of lives. There you go. Is just absolutely wonderful. And it has been, or it is such a pleasure to be in your presence. Same here, Layla, and keep being who you are and do what you do. And let's, let's, we need a million more of Layla's and Tommy's out there. So join our movement. It's a whole lot better than the other one. <laughs> it, it really is. It it's really a whole is. lot. It's a whole lot more peaceful than the <laughs> angry person that I was. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, just waking up joyful every day, you know, Indeed. that is, a, that's, that's a testimony by itself, you know, Indeed. so I'm <laughs> for that. So um, besides your website, is there any other way that people can get in touch with you, reach out to you, Facebook? Yeah, Twitter? just just email. Yeah, I'm at um, on on. I've just gotten plugged into all of the sites. So at, uh, on Instagram, I'm at Tommy Breedlove, and on Facebook, I am Ponda King. Or you can just look up Tommy Breedlove. I have a professional site and a personal site. So yeah, I'm I'm on both places, and I'm also on LinkedIn at Tommy Breedlove. If you want to just check out some of the stuff we're putting out there. Absolutely. It has been such a pleasure talking with you today. Layla, thank you. And I'm, my hope for you, of course, is that you just take this all across the globe. I want everywhere to hear what you have to say because you have so much to offer. That is the plan. And that's the plan for all of us, right? I think I believe that for everyone. I believe all of us were put here for a reason. And I think you and I have found ours. So thank you for that. That's my intention is to get out there and just put some goodness out to the world and hope people dig it. I do too. Well, everyone, it has been a pleasure. We've had Tommy Breedlove on today. An awesome, 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 awesome man. If you guys want to reach out to him, he's giving you the information that you need. He's giving you the steps that you need to take your life to the next level. All you have to do is just believe in yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take care, everyone. Have a great day. We need to figure out ways that we can do that. So can you, like, give me some tips on how to forgive myself? Yeah, and so forgiveness, it's so interesting. It looks like, I'm going to put this out into the universe, it looks like I might be doing a TED Talk on forgiveness, like a 10-minute forgiveness TED Talk. So I'm really I'm really studying this more for myself. My biggest challenge, and I, 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 the more I talk to and the more I coach, especially on the business and life side, the more people I hear is, you know, we've all got stories of things that we've done that we really regret, that we feel guilty for, that we feel ashamed of. I mean, all of us. I don't, there's not one human being on earth that doesn't have skeletons in their closet. There's also not one human on earth that hasn't had some bad things happen to them. And so when you, if you, if you can't forgive yourself, you can't forgive others and know that whatever you did and whatever choice you make, that was where you were at that time in your life. Um, and nothing happens by accident, in my opinion. This is not just some chaotic mess here. There's a reason that you needed to learn that lesson, whether you've hurt someone else or you've hurt yourself in some way. We've all done it. We've all done something that we regret. But know that that lesson, and if you're willing to look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why, and the why is huge. And usually when we're mean to someone or we judge them or we criticize them or we condemn them, it's usually because that's been done to us. 
And usually it's because we also are living out, it's like a chain of what I call a stew of not goodness. And so to forgive yourself, you gotta look in the mirror and know that was just at that point in time, that's what I knew how to do. And at some level you were probably trying to protect yourself when you hurt someone else. Like there's, there's a million different examples and we don't, we don't have to go into that there, but know that it, in order for you to heal, when you're not forgiving yourself, you're drinking your own poison. Okay. And so it, it really is the worst thing that you can do is it, it doesn't even matter. Um, you know, some great, if you look at most of the great, spiritual teachers or leaders you know people that for centuries and centuries even modern times they weren't perfect they made a lot of mistakes they had their own demons they had their struggles it's because we're human mm -hmm. but we're all built from a place of we can do better we can choose to do better and so once you get in the situation you're talking about someone who committed a violent crime as a young man and i hurt somebody that i really cared about and i was so i was so embarrassed by it i was so ashamed by it violence is not something I wanted to be a part of. It just was something that was around me. So when you're around violence, you become violence. Yes. And so it's one of those things that that's where I was. It taught me a lot of lessons. It taught me that I didn't want to do that again. I've chosen not to do that again. It moved me forward. Okay. But, but either these mistakes we make are lessons in life to help move us forward, or we can hate ourselves and then move backwards. So you've got to just a know that you're probably reacting because of you're probably choosing to act that way because of your surroundings and things that were done to you. That doesn't make you unaccountable to your actions. I think one of the things we're missing in this world is accountability. Absolutely. And when we screw up, it's on us. Now it's also on us to eventually forgive ourselves to eventually make amends with that person. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I hurt you. I'm going to choose not to do that again. And then you move forward and your actions will show that you're not going to do that again, not your words. And so you have to take action and choose to better yourself so that you don't make those mistakes going forward. But forgiveness comes with a choice. It comes with a belief in yourself. So it's, it's one thing you, you not only have to choose to forgive yourself, you also have to work on your emotional and mental states with coaches, with psychologists, with meditation, with inspiring books, with hanging out people who believe in you. And you got to just own your story. Own it. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I'm ashamed of it. Yeah, I regret it. But I'm not going to let that anchor me for the rest of my life. And I'm doing everything in my damn power to move forward today. And that's what life's all about. And so that's how if, I hope I answered the question on how to forgive yourself. But it, it starts with a choice and an action to change that behavior.